0: Welcome to the end of your work week. Now we settle in for the long haul, right? Holidays behind us. Short work weeks will be behind us after this week. Nice to be with you. Nice to have you with us here on 98.9 The Answer. I'm Bruce Hooley. This is the Bruce Hooley Show, and you can always participate in our conversation, react to the content via the phones, 844-TALK-989-844-TALK-989. Email bruce at 9890answer.com. I hope you're watching us on Facebook, The Hooly Show, or taking us with you wherever you go with the iHeartTuneIn and Radio.com app. We have arguments being made in front of the Supreme Court today about Joe Biden's preferred vaccine mandate. Will companies with more than 100 employees have to stick with the mandate to get vaccinated? Right now, fully vaccinated is two vaccines, but they're pushing boosters on virtually everyone. And I heard... Uh today, a staffing company executive say that the business world now is starting to look at whether or not you're vaccinated the same way it looks at the rest of your job skill set. Because if the vaccine mandate goes through, you then will not be able to work for a company that employs more than 100 people. And so just like you couldn't drive a truck without a CDL or run a forklift with whatever certifications you need for that, uh, some businesses require you to be totally conversant in Excel, Windows, this, that, the other. Being vaccinated will just be a skill set. Now, I understand why a staffing company would establish this kind of a workaround, to make something that is vastly different than a skill set appear as a skill set because they're trying to minimize people taking issue with their policies. But a vaccine is way different than a skill set. You, here's the important word, kids, choose to undergo training as a CDL driver or... Choose to learn Excel, Windows, Photoshop, whatever skill you need. You choose that. You feel your gifts are suitable for that skill. You have interest in developing or adding or improving that skill. And then you choose to go do it. A vaccine is not that. A vaccine is, as it's labeled, one of the few times the Democrats will actually label something. Truthfully, a vaccine mandate is a mandate. Everybody who works at UPS doesn't have a CDL. Everybody who works for swift trucking doesn't have a CDL. Everybody who works at Amazon can't run a forklift. You got it? There are specific differences in employees' talents and abilities in those big companies. But if you establish and the court upholds a vaccine mandate, it is not at all like choosing to get a particular skill set that might qualify you for a promotion or for a job or whatever. That is the difference. Not everybody can teach school, not everybody can drive a bus. We, in fact, don't have enough people who can teach school or drive a bus because if you take a look at the school closings today, I'm like, wow, that snowstorm must have been a whole lot worse than I thought it was yesterday. No, no. Columbus City schools are closed today because they don't have enough people to drive buses and get students to the schools. Well, that's a problem. I get it. And we have an assortment of other closures for this Friday, January the 7th. I mean, I'd read it to you, but it's like an an unbelievably long list. Like, did we get eight inches of snow last night? I assume we had television news reporters at the salt barn last night, because the first snow of the year, no matter how negligible, is always short straw time for the youngest reporter at channels 6, 4, and 10. You know, they get the salt barn duty, or if they really don't like you and would like to get rid of you. They make you stand, like, within two paces of I-70 while the trucks go roaring by, and you tell us how dangerous it is to be on I-70. I've always thought, yeah, but not as dangerous as standing two steps off I-70 telling me how dangerous it is to be driving in my car on I-70. But we've got... I mean, there must be 50 schools closed today. And I'm left to believe that this is snow-related? No. Nobody's buying that as histrionic as the coverage was yesterday, as deplorable as the driving was around 5 o'clock yesterday. And what this all reminds me of is the confusion of two terms that we would love to avoid, right? We would all love to avoid inconvenience in our lives, right? The person who gets... 15 items in the 10 items or less line at the grocery store and thinks, ah, nobody will notice. After all, three packs of ramen noodles is really one item. It's not three. right? That's inconvenient to be behind that person. To have a Amazon delivery driver stop in the right lane of a two-lane highway, the straight-through line And the other line is left turn only. And you can't get by in the straight turn line because you're going straight. You have to get over and wait for everybody to turn left. So you can then progress past the Amazon truck and go on your way straight. That's an inconvenience. Nobody likes inconvenience. We'd all like to avoid it, but we can't. Inconvenience is a part of our lives. The other thing we'd all like to avoid is risk. Right? Risk. Nobody wants to welcome or invite risk into their lives. We all prefer to be safe. But we've entered an era where inconvenience and risk, the line between them is not just blurred. It's no longer there. There's no difference between the two. Any inconvenience is risk. And any risk is not inconvenience. See, it doesn't work that way. Any risk is a threat. See, there's a difference between a risk and a threat. But inconvenience, risk, and threat, all three now are synonymous. Omicron is an inconvenience. But it is being portrayed as a risk or a threat at Ohio State. They are supposed to start classes on Monday. They had a big virtual town hall yesterday. And they were explaining how it's going to work. And how it's going to work is you have to test negative for Omicron, the risk, the inconvenience rather, excuse me, the inconvenience of having a stuffy nose, a sore throat. You have to prove that you are not subjected to the risk in order to get into school. And then, by the way, in order to stay in your dorm room, You have to test every week. That's right. Every student at Ohio State will be tested every week. Sunday, when the Ohio State men's basketball team debuts back at home for the first time in like a month, there will be no concessions served in Value City Arena. No hot dogs, no overpriced nachos, no barbecue, no popcorn. Because you're required to wear a mask, and people have been using the presence of food to avoid wearing the mask because people say anything to them and say, well, I'm eating. If there's no food, you can't lower the mask to eat. So we're going to have no food in Value City Arena, which will not do anything to eliminate Omicron, but it will do something To eliminate obesity or the uh, fried food variant, which is coursing through our culture. So risk, inconvenience, and threat. It permeates all aspects of our society, not just COVID. We survived the anniversary of January the 6th. I have audio for you that will uh, prove to you that many people are unable to discern the difference between inconvenience, risk, and threat. And we'll build that out for you as the Bruce Hooley Show continues. One of the benefits of hosting the Bruce Hooley Show is that I get to receive and read uh, our Book of the Month Club book. And if you go to 9890Answer.com, you can sign up to win the Book of the Month Club book. Last month it was Pandemia by Alex Berenson. Uh, this month it is The Reactionary Mind by Michael Warren Davis. And here is what uh, the jacket of the book cover says. Never have the American people been lonelier, <laughs> unhappier, or more in need of, swift, of a swift reactionary kick in the pants. There's a better way to live, a way tested by History a way that fulfills the deepest needs of the human spirit, and a way that promotes the pursuit of true happiness. That way is the reactionary way. In this irrepressibly provocative book, Michael Warren Davis shows you how to unleash your inner reactionary and enjoy life as God intended it. Yes, you do have to acknowledge the existence of, and the sovereignty of, and the authority of, the one true God of the universe. That's where we need to get back to in this country. That is the January book of the month called The Reactionary Mind by Michael Warren Davis. Sign up for it at 9890answer.com. As I reflect upon my childhood, that is 100% true. I grew up in an America where, even if you weren't someone of faith, didn't practice it, whatever, you were at peace with coexisting in a society where God was esteemed, And where many people ordered their lives as best they could, we're all subject to human frailty and a sinful nature. We ordered our lives as best we could around doing the right thing for the right reasons. Uh, We now have, I will admit, a sizable portion of our society that believes strongly that it is doing the right thing for the right reason. They believe CRT is the right thing. They believe social-emotional learning is the right thing. They believe nonsensically referring to a single human being, whether they're male or female, but they refer to themselves as non-binary, so they don't want to be categorized as either male or female, even though they are, because that's how life works. You are born, male or female. They don't want to be termed male or female. They want to be termed non-binary, which means their preferred pronouns are They, them. They say, Bill went over to the kitchen at work and got their lunch. Who else's lunch did Bill get besides his own? No one's. Bill is not a he. Bill is not a him. Bill is a they, them. But the people who advocate for this genuinely believe they are doing it for the right reason. But, but the difference is they are doing it apart from an acknowledgement of and a submission to an authoritative God in their life. They are. They are the authoritative God in their own life. And so that's why they feel perfectly comfortable telling you that you have to get a vaccine, you have to get a booster, you cannot protest against CRT, You cannot protest against free college education for everyone. You cannot require them to pay their rent. Because they are God and you are not. And since they are God, you are their subject. And you will do what they say. Because they're doing it out of their deep concern for you. Not out of the fact that uh, they like being in power. So Omicron which should be received by the Biden administration as the victory lap they thought they were going to get with the natural burnout of COVID and the presence of vaccines that they walked into and had nothing to do with. I should say therapeutics because they're not vaccines. Vaccines keep you from getting a disease. These are not vaccines. These are therapeutics. They are treatments. They reduce your chance of death. Nothing more. But they can't accept Omicron as the victory lap because that would usurp their power and they would not be able to lord over you the indistinguishability between risk, inconvenience, and threat. Omicron has proven itself in many other countries as an inconvenience. Nobody wants a stuffy nose, nobody wants a sore throat. It's an inconvenience. But they portray it as a risk or a threat because then they remain in control. But what if Omicron goes away? It is spreading so rapidly in the United States, an average of, what, just under 600,000 cases a day. We had a million cases in some days. Um, Will it continue like that unabated forever? No, it will not. Why will it not? Because once you get something like Omicron, your body overcomes it and you don't get it anymore. It's a little phenomenon called natural immunity. It's how the sovereign authoritative God of the universe created your body. Whether you want to believe that he exists or not doesn't change the reality of his existence. And so we're probably eh, a month away from Omicron Infecting a bunch of people, they recover, they develop a resistance to Omicron. And then, unless there's another variant, and there might be, there always might be, it's a possibility, watch yourself, wear your mask, stay socially distant, then what will be the threat then? Well, January 6th will always be a threat. The mindset of January 6th will always be a threat. And now, and now, the threat may be perpetuated by, or morph into something bigger and badder and worse by Bambi. Bambi, I said it, yes. Story in the Columbus Dispatch today. White-tailed deer are highly susceptible to infection from the novel coronavirus. According to a study published in December in the journal Nature, more than one-third of 360 deer swabbed across nine locations In Ohio, between January and March of 2021, nine months ago, at its most recent, were found to be infected with three variants of the novel coronavirus, one of which was the predominant variant among humans at the time. Whitetail deer could provide a new reservoir for the virus, which causes COVID-19 to evolve and mutate into new variants and potentially, ah, potentially, potentially, Transmit them to other wildlife species or humans. Potentially, maybe, could be, might be. Run for your lives. Oh, here's an interesting paragraph in the same story. There is no documentation of deer transmitting the virus to humans or vice versa. But it's important to study how that could happen. Yes, yes. It is important to study how that could happen, because then we can multiply inconvenience into risk and into threat.